Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Expecting a big harvest? Are you guys expecting? Have you guys been sowing those seeds? Sowing those seeds of all kinds of things. That remember what Pastor Dan said at the beginning of the year. Who remembers what Pastor Dan said at the beginning of the year? Who remembers Phil? Not Doctor Phil, but who remembers Phil? Focused in labor. Who likes to labor? All the women who had kids said, oh, kale no. They didn't like labor at all. But the end of that labor, all worth it. And the mom said, maybe. They said yes, because the prize at the end of that labor was your baby, was your son, was your daughter. So what is it that you need to be focused in labor? What's going to be the prize at the end of your labor that you're going to be so excited for? That financial freedom, that restoration in your marriage, that restoration for your kids. What is it? That restoration from depression, that restoration from anxiety. What is it? What is it that you're expecting this year and you know what the year ain't over yet if you need to get a book write down some goals you know it's never too late it could be December 31st girl get your book out write some goals down you still got time right God is faithful he is able Woo! I'm ready I'm ready I came tonight ready I'm excited you guys come expecting ready to show up to grow up having maximum development in every area of our lives. So we are talking about new creation. We are on part four. Once you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've become born again. You're a new creation. You have a new nature. And why does everything look the same? Seriously, imagine you raised your hand to receive Jesus, and then all of a sudden you get a six-pack. Everybody would receive Jesus. We would all receive Jesus. You have 0% body fat. It's like, oh, what would you do? Oh, I received Jesus. Oh, give me some Jesus. Yes, I need me some of that Jesus. But we all know that that doesn't happen. Except sometimes we receive Jesus and you give up so many bad habits that you collect another. So just so you know, you always replace habits. You never give up habits. You never just quit. So if like you quit smoking and now you start eating a million cheeseburgers, you didn't quit smoking. You just, you just got a new habit, all right? And sometimes in the Christian faith, that's where like people get off drugs, but now they're on candy. You so sugar high, you know. Let's just get on Jesus. Like Jesus is the greatest high that you will ever have. So we're not. Re- we're going to replace things with the word of God. We're going to replace things. We're going to bring things to the cross. We're going to bring things and realize what Jesus did at the cross. We're going to make that exchange. We're no longer going to be depressed, but we're going to walk in joy. We're no longer going to be afraid, but we're going to walk in peace. We're no longer, right, going to be addicted to things. The only thing I'm addicted to is Jesus and his word and his truth and his calling and his gift and everything that he has called on my life. That's what I'm going to be addicted to. That's what I'm going to be obsessed with. What is it that you have? for us today. Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you, Jesus. It is great. Holy Spirit, have your way. Yeah, like whatever you got to do, tell yourself, hype yourself. Like, God, thank you for this day. Thank you that I'm alive. Thank you that you woke me in this generation. You woke me? Yeah. I'm a new creation. Woke. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, are you woke? If you ain't, wake up. Here we go. 
You are now a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that happens on the inside. And let me tell you, change always happens first on the inside. And the outside will always follow. Right? We, be, we have a new nature in Christ. We just need to grow up. We need to grow in grace. We need to grow in our understanding of who Christ is and who we are in him. That is our responsibility. God has given us all the potential in the world. We could do anything. We can be anything. But it's our job to take that potential and develop it. It is our job to take all that potential and become, become Christ-like. Become, we are children of God. We have his nature. It's time to tap into that nature. It's time to tap into who God says that we are. Growth is a journey, just like in the natural. You're born, you're a baby, you're an infant, you're, then you go to a toddler, child stage, preteen, teen, young adult, adult, parent, grandparent. Right? You don't just wake up, you don't just be born and you're an old person. Like, no, that's not how it happens. But sometimes we could be so frustrated with ourselves because we're not growing fast enough, because we don't know this or we don't know that, and we're upset with ourselves. And you know what? Um, so Grayson's crawling. Grayson's crawling, tearing an angel's son. He's crawling, and first he's like wiggling, wuggling, you know, he's over here doing the worm on the floor, and there he goes. And when he's crawling, everybody in the house is like, and Lily's there, and everybody's like cheering him on. And first of all, you got to pick up everything off the floor now because he's going to eat it or whatever. So he's crawling, and they're so excited. They're celebrating him for crawling. They're celebrating him for rolling over. And we would never kick him. Grayson, why are you just crawling? Grayson, why are you only rolling over? No, it's celebrated. But yet we kick ourselves if we're just rolling if we're just crawling. But you know what? If you're just a baby Christian or maybe you're just immature in this certain area and you're beating yourself up instead of celebrating yourself, that you know what? You're picking up your head now. You know what? You can roll over now. You know what? You're big, you're, your mom's smashing up the peas and now you're just eating them. And half the peas end up on Grayson's face. I don't even know how when I feed him, half of it ends up on me. I'm not a mom. I'm, I'm an auntie. I, I could pull the auntie card all the time, you know. Look at him. Give him a bath. Like, <laughs> Terrence, like, you know, I had to make that. I had to boil that. And, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know. I just got it at the thing. Anyways. But there's the mom preparing that food for him at that age and that stage. Do you know that God is preparing something for you at your age and at your stage? So don't be judging your age and stage for somebody else's. Because you have no idea what they went through, what they went, how, they, how they had to eat their peas, how they had to, you know, poop their diaper, how they had to learn how to get potty trained in that area. And you're only seeing them now. You're only seeing them today. But you don't see in the dark what they had to become. So celebrate your small victories. Celebrate where you are today. Celebrate when you were like, I ain't never going to give nobody my money. And here you are writing out 10% tithe. Celebrate that. Celebrate yourself. You know why you're celebrating your 10% tithe? Because you finally trust God with your finances. It's not about man. 
It's not about us. It's about you. Finances has to do with everything with your heart. What the Bible says where your money is, your treasure is also. So you want to know where your heart is? Check your wallet. Husband, you want to know where your heart is? Check your wallet. Wife, well, maybe your wife's money is in shoes, okay? Maybe your wife's money is she's wearing that full set. She got her hair highlighted, done did. You know, one trip to the salon, you're like, $200? You're like, what did you even do for $200? And then, you know what, we start Googling it and DIYing ourselves, and we go to Pinterest, and we fry our hair. And then you're like, man, I should have spent that $200. Moving right along. So we would never, ever, ever be angry at an infant for being at their stage. Or we shouldn't be sometimes, you know. We're like, can you please stop pooping your diaper already? Like, can you save us a dollar? But growth takes time, and it's a learning journey. So it's your choice to never stop growing because you can choose to stop growing. And you won't stay where you are. You will go backwards just in case you didn't know that. Don't stop growing. Don't stop learning. Why? Because you were made for more. You were made for so much more than just what you have today. God created you for more. There's so much more in store with your education, with your relationship, with your marriage, with your kids, as a parent, as a world changer, as an entrepreneur. Whatever it is, there is always more. There's always so much more to learn. As a Christian, I mean, like, we're barely, like, once you start diving into God's love, it's like, oh, my gosh. And then you get a revelation of greater love. And then you're like, man, you get a revelation of greater love. God's love is endless. We will always be learning God's love, his grace, his mercy, because it surpasses our understanding. It's like, will we ever fully understand? But no, we're going to keep on trying. Galatians 5.24. Those who belong to Christ have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to Jesus' cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So we are living by the Spirit, but we need to yield to the Spirit. We need to make those trades. We need to make those transformations. We're going to trade lust for love. We're going to trade depression for joy. We're going to trade fear for peace. We're going to trade anxiety for patience. Do you know that Jesus already paid for it at the cross? It's only our job to make the trade. It's only our job to receive the work of the cross. It's only our job to walk in it. He said it's already available to you. Remember like we talked about last week? Every single one of us has a six-pack. We all have a six-pack. Some of us, you can see the six-pack, and others, it's under layers of fat <laughs> and skin and other things, more fat and tacos and enchiladas. So there it is. The love is there, but sometimes lust is covering it. And it's our job to hit the gym. It's our job to get to church. It's our job to get in the word. It's our job to grow up who we are in Christ. It's our job. God's given us endless potential. It's our job to develop it. It's our responsibility. We all want the reward, but who wants the responsibility that comes with that reward? We all want to be rich, but who wants to carry that responsibility that comes with lending to others? We all want that, right? But it's time to grow up. And a leadership's reward is responsibility and more responsibility. 
the greater you become, the greater responsibility you have. I mean, like, sometimes I'm scared to come up here. Like, I'm not kidding. Because that's responsibility that I'm like, oh, Lord, please don't let me say something dumb. I know I am. <laughs> but like that song said, I don't deserve this kind of love, but somehow this kind of love is who God is. And somehow this kind of love is who God is in your life. What is God calling you to do that say with all your mistakes, with all your failures, with everything that you're like, no, God, no, God. Everything that you're running away from, God's trying to use in you. God wants to develop you in that area. We are going to be trading revenge for kindness, bitterness for good. Goodness, disloyalty with faithfulness, anger for gentleness, and selfishness for self-control. We're going to make the trade. How? Because we're going to grow up. We're going to grow up. With God's help, we transform our life by taking off the old man and putting on the new. Ephesians 4, 22 and 24. That regarding your previous way of life. The way you used to do things, the way your mama did things, the way your daddy did things, the way your granny did things, the way your aunt and uncle did things, the way your family did things, right? The way you used to do things, your previous way of life. You put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupt through deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. It is so important that we transform the way we think. We transform our outlook on life. That we become world changers because we believe that God can use us. We transform. We are worth it. Baby, you're worth it. Why? Because God said so. And how he proved so. He sent his only son. He sent Jesus Christ, who he never sent, to come and take on your sin Paid the ultimate price, went down to hell, beat up on the devil, and rose again on the third day. Can you imagine the devil thought he had Jesus? Like the devil thought he won. The devil's like, ah, who knows how the devil parties? I don't know. It's probably stupid. <laughs> like, like, it's lit in hell. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> That's a lie from hell, okay? But he thought he had Jesus. But Jesus was sinless. And Jesus knew that he, he was 100% man, 100% God. And he took it all on for you and I. And he came out, he rose on the third day, and it is finished. Just like that, it is finished. When disease comes knocking on your door, you remind disease that it is finished. When the devil comes after your life, you remind him that it is finished. When, the, when all those crazy thoughts start going through your head, you remind yourself that it is finished. I am going to trade depression for joy. I am going to trade these evil thoughts for the thoughts of God's word. I'm going to trade what, what people have said over me, what my family has said over me, what the world has said over me, for what God says about me. That I'm more than a conqueror. That you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. That he has plans for you. That he thinks about you. That he's ordered your steps. It's time that we incline our ears to what he's saying. He's calling, pick up the phone. 
Our, we need to continually renew our, the spirit of our minds, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. And put on the new self. Remember, we need to take off and we put on the regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image. God-like in the righteousness and holiness of truth. Living in the way that expresses your gratitude towards God for your salvation. I don't have to serve you. Like, we don't have to serve God. But we get to become like God and become co-laborers with him. We don't have to give. But we get to partake of God's nature. God so loved the world, he gave. We get to become like God and so love God that we give. What do we give? We give our time. We give our talents, we give our treasures, we give our ties, we give all of us to God. And he multiplies our time, he multiplies our treasures, he multiplies our talents, he multiplies that tithe. Why? Because we believe God gives the increase. We trust God at his word. Even when we can't see it, even when we can't feel it, we know that God is true. God, love gives and God gives. So we don't have to serve others, but we get the opportunity to love beyond our natural limitations. Because people are on this earth to annoy us, I believe. <laughs> Actually, they're on this earth to help us grow. Because without others, because other personalities, people think differently. You know, even guys and girls think differently. We're just like, what? You know, I'm a chatterbox, and sometimes even my sisters is like, could you please shut up? And sometimes she tells super quiet. I'm like, could you please say something? Where you at? Where you going? Like, let's communicate. We work so hard at being better communicators because we all communicate differently, right? Like in any relationship, you have a way of communicating. Other people have a way of communicating. But I feel like she helps me grow up, and I help her grow up, and we help each other mature in those areas where we annoy each other, right? So we get to love beyond our natural limitations, and then we get to truly experience God. We get to experience love when we deny ourselves and love somebody else. With God's help, we transform our life by, be, by coming to know the love of Christ through personal experience. So I want to know the love of Christ for myself. And you should desire to know the love of Christ for yourself. We show up to grow up so that not to even prove anything to God. So that for ourselves we can experience this new life. Ephesians 3.19. This is the Amplified. It says, and that you may come to know practically. Practically through personal experience, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. So like when you're experiencing the love of God, it's almost even hard to put words to it. Because you're experiencing a brand new life. Like everything has changed. That you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God. When I read that, I'm like, God, what is the fullness of God, to be filled to the top with God till it overflows. What is the fullness of God? The fullness of love? Can you imagine 
experiencing love beyond your natural self, the fullness of God's grace, the fullness of God's mercy, the fullness of God's healing, the fullness of God's purpose, the fullness of ministry, the fullness of faith, the fullness of prosperity, generosity, the fullness of God. How many of you guys want the fullness of God? Like how many of you guys done playing on empty? Like no more being empty of God. It's time to become full of God. How? Through the knowledge of Christ's love. That you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your life. Completely filled and flooded with God himself. Filled and flooded with endless love. I want to be filled and flooded with endless love. Beyond my natural limitations. Because I don't love many. On my own. On my own, I'm super mean. On my own, I'm super picky. On my own, I had many friends, but I was loyal to none growing up. Like, I was loyal to myself, and that's it. Like, I was even just talking to God the other day, and I was just like, um, I was running on the treadmill, and I was just like, God, I need, like, a real, true understanding of healing. You know? Like, show me Give me an understanding of healing. And I'm like, God, you're the author. Jesus, you're the executor. And Holy Spirit, you're the revealer. Holy Spirit, reveal to me healing. So I'm like running on the treadmill. And then I'm like, God's like, do you trust me? And I'm like, yeah, I got trust issues, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like growing up, like I, I trusted no one, nobody. You know why? Because people let you down. People let you down. Your parents let you down. Relationships let you down. Because nobody's going to be God. And nobody was created to be your God. Nobody was created to love you the way God can love you. Nobody was created to fill you the way God could fill you with the fullness of God. And when you start putting those demands on a person, they will fail you. Every time. Why? Because they ain't God. They were never created to fill that void in you that only God could. And I'm like, God, yes, I trust you. God, I know that you are the healer. God, I know that I put my trust in you. Even when I can't feel it, even when I can't see it, I know that it is finished. I know that it is done. I do not put my trust, even in my own natural body, I put my trust in you. And you are the healer. That is it. That is who you are. That is who you are. You are a good father. You love me. You've got plans for me. And there I go on the treadmill just preaching myself happy, you know. Because we need to know who God is. Otherwise, we fill in the blank for ourselves. Because, yes, people have let you down. But God won't. And he never will. We're going to be filled, flooded with endless love, wholeness. 1 John 4, 8, this is the Amplified. Those, the one, the one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him, for God is love. Look at your neighbor and say, God is love. God is love. He is the originator of love, and in its, it's his enduring attribute of his nature so it is the nature of God. God is love. You cannot love without God. You cannot give what you don't have, right? Because you didn't know God, you don't know love, so you can't give it. 
So we're expecting from others who don't know God, they don't experience God, and we're expecting them to love us? No, we got to forgive those people and know that they didn't know God or they didn't know his love. And we give grace. God is love. And we have a new nature created in his image. We have the ability to love because we personally experience love ourselves. We have the ability because we personally experiencing God ourselves. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. What is love? What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it? What's love? No, that's a lie. Love has everything to do with it because God is love. And God has everything to do with everything. We have such a misguided perception and view of love. Why? Because music... Movies, right, TV, media, culture, our broken homes, rejection, religion. They have taught us and informed us some crazy things about what love is. We're told so much about what love is. What is love? I needed to hate you to love me. Number one song on the chart right now. I needed to hate you to love me. There is no love in hate. But we're singing that song. We're crying that song. She is the realest. We celebrate her. And I feel for her in that stage, in that situation. Because that's not love. That's not love. We're taught that love is the bad guy. Because I'm the bad guy. Duh. No, you just dumb. But this is what media and music and movies and culture is telling us what love is. That we love the bad guy. That we're out there chasing the bad guy. He abuses you, mistreats you, misusing you, but I'm the bad guy. Duh. No. We need to change culture, and we need to be an expression of what love is. The world, the music is just crying out that we don't have love. We don't know love. Will somebody, will a body of people rise up and show us what love is? Because God is love. He's not out to get you. He doesn't hate you. He's not out to harm you. He never gave you sickness. He never gave you that relationship to teach you anything. Because God is love. And there's a lost generation crying out that we don't know what love is. Can somebody help us? And we're rising up to help them to know what love is and who love is. We're over the fake false fairy tales of love. It's time to trust God. It's time to know God, and it's time to grow up in love. 1 Corinthians 13, it says, If I could speak in all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would be only a noisy gong and clanging cymbals. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such a faith that I could move a mountain. You go to South Mountain, you're like, South Mountain, get out of the way. And South Mountain just picks up and just gone. You go to the white tanks, white tanks, be out. And they're gone. You have faith, just like that, to move the mountains. But you didn't love others. 
I would be nothing if I gave everything that I have to the poor, even sacrificed my body. I could boast about it, but I didn't love others. I've gained nothing. God's desire is that we may come to know through personal experience his love. He is love. It says love is patient and kind. Do you know that this is God's nature? God is patient and kind. And we think God is out to get us. We have such a perverted perception of love because of what the world has told us. And even when they say God is love, what is that? Love is patient and kind. Love is never jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It's not, it does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. It does not rejoice in injustice, but it rejoices in truth when truth wins. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It is always hopeful. It endures through every circumstance. And it's time for us to love that way. It's time for us to mend these broken homes, to mend broken cities, to mend broken nations and broken generations, to restore humanity back to the Father, back to love, back to love. And remember, and then it also goes on in 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. This is a journey. This is a process of time. So when we were a child, you thought and spoke like a child and you reasoned like a child. But when you grew up, you put away lust and you received love. You put away depression and you walked in joy. You're no longer afraid and walking in fear, but you walk in peace. You're no longer dealing with anxiety, but you're walking as a patient person. You're no longer taking revenge, but you're handing out kindness. You're over here a hope dealer now. They're like, who are you? What is wrong? What has happened to you? I'm a new creation. I am a son. I am a daughter of God. And I may not be perfect, but God loves me right where I am. But he won't leave me where I am. And God is no respecters of persons. If he'll do it for me, he will do it for you. He will do it for you. It says on 13, these, these three things will last forever. Faith hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. God loves you. God forgives you. Seriously, God lives in you. God loves you. He has a plan for you. Can you trust him? Can you trust him? Can you trust God's plan? Because you are loved by the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and he has a plan just for you. It's our job to get on the journey. It's our job to trust him with everything that we are and know that he has a plan. Even when it doesn't look like we're headed in the right way, sometimes this is the long way. Nobody wants to take the long way. We want the shortcut. But you have no idea all the lessons you'll learn on that long way that you wouldn't trade for anything. Did you guys receive something tonight? I believe that God has a plan for us to grow up in love 
and to grow up in grace. And that we are going to change the world. How? By how we treat each other, how we love each other, and how we're restoring humanity back to the Father. Back to love. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.